just a couple of months ago, I was talking to one of my dear friends, and he was telling me a story uh, when he was growing up. And he said, you never heard this about me. You don't even know this about me. But when I was growing up as a little kid, he said, me and one of my buddies were in one of the bedrooms, and we got to plan with fire. And he said, we let a little piece of paper on fire. like, oh, that's awesome. And then it lit something else on fire. Oh, that's awesome. And then they decided, we're going to light the carpet on fire. I mean, they're just little kids, right? So they, they, lit, they lit the carpet on fire, and then they just walked out the room. They're just kids and closed the door behind them and thought, hey, life is good until the house caught on fire. And one of the top reasons why relationships are not working are people are setting their relationships on fire. People say all types of things in relationships, and then they close the door, and their marriage is on fire. They say all types of things in relationships, and they close the door, and their, and their children are on fire. Their friends are on fire. Their boyfriend or girlfriend is on fire. Their coworkers or students at their school are on fire. And my question for you today at the onset of this message would simply be this. Is your mouth setting your relationships on fire. Some of your words have started a fire, and instead of throwing water on it, some of you just keep putting gasoline on the fire. Some of you are wondering, why are my relationships not working? Why is there so much dysfunction in my relationship? I can't figure out why there's so much chaos in my relationships. It's because you talk. And you keep putting gasoline on the fire. James says it like this in James chapter 3, verse number 5 and 6. He says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is set itself, itself is set on fire by hell. See, your tongue can set the whole course of your life on fire. And some of you, your, your life and your relationships are on fire because of your tongue. Research says on average, people speak 7,000 words a day on average. Some of you, we got to double that, you about 14. There's a few of you, you're about, you're about 20, you know who you are. This is 7,000 opportunities every day to set your relationships on fire. Another study showed that on average, people have 27 conversations a day. That's 27 opportunities to set your relationships on fire. Relationships aren't working because communication isn't working. And some studies show that communication problems are the number one cause of divorce. And in now 30 years of preaching, 21 years of pastoring People's Church, I talk to a lot of people about the dysfunction in their relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's parenting child, whether it's, whether it's relatives, whether it's coworkers or friends or dating. And most dysfunction can be traced back to poor communication. Most dysfunction 
in our relationships can be traced back to poor communication. And poor communication has so many people feeling frustrated, feeling distant in their relationships, feeling confused, feeling all this tension and anger and even resentment. And here's my guarantee. Here's what I know. If you will improve on your communication, you will improve your relationships. If you improve your communication... You will improve your relationship. Psalm says this in chapter 34, verse 12 and 13. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, if you want to see many good days, many happy days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. This is such an important principle that Peter references it in the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. He says, for the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life. You want a happy life. You want a blessed life. And you want to see many happy days, many good days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Because the quality of your communication will determine the quality of your life and your relationships. The quality of your communication will determine the quality of your life and your relationships. So today, what I want us to do is I want us to put out the fires and to improve our communication. I want us to look at four barriers that lead to bad communication, four barriers. Because whenever there's a fire, it creates a barrier. Whenever there's a fire, it's, it's a barrier between you and the other person. Let's look at these barriers that lead to bad communication. Number one is this, beginning with the wrong approach. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so much death is happening in our communication because people don't understand the power of their words. And when you don't understand the power of your words, you don't value approach. Bad communication begins with bad approach. Here's what most people don't realize. Approach matters. It matters more than most people realize. And the Bible talks about this over and over again. Here's an example, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer, the approach, turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. And the Bible is pointing out the power of of approach. You can say the same thing in two different ways and get a different response. You can say the same thing. Can you please take out the trash? Can you please take out the trash? You're going to get a different response by just how you approach it. You can put gasoline on it. Well, you can put water just by your approach. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 22, an angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. Listen, people who begin talking with being angry and hot-tempered, that, that's an approach you can take. It'll create fear. You don't make it safe for the other person to engage in a conversation with you. You're just putting gasoline. You're trying to wonder, I don't understand why my relationships are not working. I don't understand why, why it's so dysfunctional. Because you're always talking. 
Proverbs 15, verse 18, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict. Approach, approach, approach. But, 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 but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Approach, if you're patient, calms a quarrel. Approach matters. Proverbs 25, verse 15, patience can persuade a prince and soft speech can break bones. The message says it like this. It says gentle speech can break down rigid defenses. Taking the approach of being patient and gentle Whenever you're communicating versus angry and impatient makes a big difference. Gasoline or water, simply by your approach. Just look at your neighbor and say, he hadn't gotten done with point one, and I'm already convicted. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, my goodness, that was point one. Four barriers, four barriers. Let's look at point number two, the second barrier, being quick to talk. Being quick to talk is a communication barrier that will set your relationships on fire. People who are quick to talk really don't care what the other person has to say. They just want to talk. They just want to be heard. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 13 says to answer before listening. That is folly and shame. You have any people in your life like that? They always answer before listening. They just cut you off. I know what you're trying to mean. You don't know what I'm meaning. Proverbs 17, verse 27 and 28, a truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even tempered. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Just tell your neighbor, your IQ will go up if you be quiet. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, you know. <laughs> the Bible is teaching us to listen more than we talk. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouths shut. Being quick to talk will put gasoline on the fire. Let's look at a third barrier, and that is bringing the attack to the person instead of the problem. Proverbs 26 and verse 21 says, A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. And some people are just quarrelsome. Some people love to argue. Love to fight. Just always starting something. And quarrelsome people, they're always attacking others with their communication. Instead of focusing on the problem, they're always launching personal attacks. They're disrespectful when they talk. They're, they're always hurting other people with their words. They're constantly interrupting people when they talk. They're, they raise their voice to intimidate others. They're always defensive, always defensive, always defensive. And they're putting gasoline on the fire. The, the, the fourth barrier, the fourth barrier, backing away from tough conversations. Another big barrier is when you avoid conflict. Some of you are there today. You, you keep avoiding tough conversations. And, and avoiding tough conversations is literally false comfort. It's like those little boys starting that fire, walking out and closing the door. Like the fire's not there. And that's what a lot of people do. There's a little fire in their relationship, and they don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. And so they just walk out and close the door and pretend the fire's not there. But all along, the fire continues just to grow and grow 
and grow. It's not easy. I don't want to pretend that it is. It's not easy to have healthy, difficult, challenging conversations. But the only way to have healthy relationships is you got to be willing to talk about tough subjects. You got to have challenging conversations. You have to have uncomfortable conversations to have a healthy relationship. That's why Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 says, instead speaking the truth in love. And today, there's a barrier in some of your relationships because you won't speak the truth in love. And you have to stop avoiding tough conversations because it's a barrier in your relationship. Here, I want to shift gears with you now. I, I want to help us today. Here's what I want to do. I want to give you six ways to build a bridge of communication. We talked about four barriers. We talked about ways we can burn down our relationships, but let's, let's stop burning them down. Let's start putting water on our relationships, and let's build a bridge of communication. I want to use that word bridge for my points, B-R-I-D-G-E, bridge, 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 and let's learn to communicate and improve our relationships. Here's B, begin with me, begin with me. Whenever you're having a problem in your communication, begin with yourself. And your natural tendency, the natural reaction for all human beings is to begin with the other person. If they would just change, if they would just improve, if they would just stop it, if they would just grow, then our relationship would be better. But don't do that. Begin with you. First, start with you. That's how you build a bridge. You start thinking, what can I do different? How could I change my communication that would, be, that would build a bridge, that would connect with them in a better way? Could I change my approach? Could I change my tone? Could, am I being angry? Am I being impatient? What can I do differently to build a bridge? Matthew chapter 7, verse 5, you hypocrite. First, 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 take the plank out. Of, start with you. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So the scripture teaching begin with you, begin with you, begin with you. Matter of fact, you can't even change the other person. So focus on changing you. Begin with you, begin with you. Here's number, here's number two, the R, the R, the R. Relationship is my win. Relationship is my win. Understand this about your God. God is a God who's all about relationships. Matter of fact, think about it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God himself is a relational God, and he does everything relationally. That's why God, when you look at him all the way back in the Old Testament, he lets you know I'm a God of relationship, not only in the Godhead, but he, he would say things like this. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm, I'm a God of relationship. God is all about relationship, and the devil is all about destroying them. So, so make it your goal to have the best relationships you can. So my goal with my wife, my goal with my kids is not to win the argument or disagreement. That used to be my goal, but it wasn't working well for a brother. So my goal has shifted. It's not to win the argument or the disagreement. My, my goal is to have relationship. How do we maintain relationship 
even with my friends, even with my other family members, even with, with the people that I work with, I'm, I'm always thinking, how can I communicate in a way that makes having a healthy relationship the win? Even with people who don't like me or I don't have a great relationship with, I'm always asking, how can I put water on this relationship instead of gasoline? Relationship is my win. I don't have to win the argument. I don't have to win the disagreement. But relationship, God values it. Relationship is my win. Some of you, it'll change your marriage. This principle, it'll change your parenting if you will quit making being right the win and make having relationship the win. It'll, it'll be a game changer for you. Here's the I. Here's the I. Here's the I. Initiate asking for forgiveness. Don't let pride stop you from initiating forgiveness. Well, I struggled with this for, for years because I always wanted to wait for Tiffany. I always wanted to wait for the other person. I mean, I, I did wrong, but so did you. Hmm. Hmm, you just walked by me again. Hmm. You see me? Pride. Putting a barrier up. Wasn't building a bridge. So I've just learned through the years, admit when I'm wrong. I say I'm sorry often. Sorry, I, I was wrong. When's the last time you admitted you were wrong. When's the last time in one of your relationships you, you initiated and you said, I'm sorry? And if you can go back and you're like, man, I don't remember the last time. Can I just clue you in on something? It's not because you're perfect. <laughs> Initiate asking for forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and verse 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. This, this, you have to initiate this. You got to let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away. You got to put it away from you. Initiate it. Along with all malice. You got to do that. You, you, you have to initiate. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgive. You initiate forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Initiate. Initiate. Letter D. Letter D. Discover where people are. Your success of building a bridge in your relationships, it will skyrocket if you will make your priority to discover where the other person is, to discover what they're feeling. If you'll make it your goal, I'm going to discover what you're thinking. I want to discover your perspective. Before I begin this conversation, as I'm processing this conversation, as I'm processing my response, I am thinking, what's your perspective? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? And how I'm going to communicate is based upon what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're processing, even if your thinking is wrong. Even if what you're thinking, it may not be right, but it's where you are. And people who build a bridge, what they do is they meet people where they are because it doesn't do any good. I used to do this. I used to try to make, make people be where I'm at. Let me talk from my perspective. Let me get you from, no, 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 no. I got to begin with where you're at, whether it's right or wrong. Start with where you are so that I could build a bridge to where I am. You got to begin with where the person is. Proverbs says it like this in chapter 18, verse 2. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight 
in airing their own opinions. Fools don't really want to know what the other person is feeling. They don't want to know what the other person is thinking. They, they don't have any pleasure in understanding. They just want to air their own opinions. They just want to talk from their perspective. They just want to say what they're thinking. But wise people, people who put out fires in their relationships and build bridges, they care about the other person's perspective. They care about their feelings. They care about what the other person is thinking so they can build a bridge. Here's the letter G, letter G. Grow in my communication. No matter how poor you are at communication or how great you are, because some of you right now, you're like, man, I'm failing on every one of these points. And you think, I'm not good at communication. And some of you think, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good at communication. No matter where you are, no matter how old you are or how young you are, all of us can improve in our communication. We can all get better. Here's what I want you to do. Would you make this your goal? Would you make it your goal to get better in communication? Uh, well, here's what I want you to do. I have an assignment for you. Would you please, 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 if you're taking notes, go home and review your notes and circle one or two of those points and say, I'm going to really, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to work on these two and get better. If you're not taking notes, would you get back on YouTube this week, go to our YouTube channel, watch the message again, and I want you to identify a couple of the points that I'm going to really work at this. Because if you, if you will improve your communication, you will improve your relationships. Psalm chapter 19, verse 14, I love this verse. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, may the words of my mouth be pleasing. They're not always pleasing, but would you help me grow? Would you help them be in this relationship, in this context, in this setting, when I'm angry, would the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight? James says this in chapter 1, verse 26. If you claim to be religious, you claim to be a Christ follower, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. And your religion is worthless. A growing Christ follower must be growing in their communication, growing and controlling their tongue. Letter E, the word bridge, bridge. Letter E, ensure my communication aligns with the Bible. Your communication will not get better. Your relationships will not get better if you're not biblical. Let me explain what I mean. I want to help us today because I want to help you build a bridge in your communication, in your relationships. So an example would be in Matthew chapter 18. I encourage you to read this on your own. Chapter verse 15 through 17. It says, if you have an issue with the person, you first go to the person and talk. And then if you can't get it resolved, it goes on to say in Matthew chapter 18, then you go to two or three other people and bring them along with you and have the conversation with the person. If the person still won't listen to you after you have ta first talked to them and now you've taken two or three other people, it says if that doesn't help get it resolved, then you take it to the church. But so many times communication is not working because people are not following the biblical pattern. Some of you are there right now. You keep putting gasoline on the fire because you don't go to the person first. You're going to other people. And that, that fire wouldn't be as big as it is in that relationship if you would follow the biblical pattern and stop going to other people first. And, and I know you're making it spiritual. Has what always you have me praying. 
Did you go talk to them first? Well, I just, need, I just want us to seek the Lord together because here, let me tell you about seven things they're doing. No, did you go talk to them yet? Gossip and slander will kill a relationship. Number two, don't gossip and slander. It's not biblical. Proverbs 26, verse 20, without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Some of you right now, this is the word from the Lord for you. If you will stop gossiping and slandering people and talking behind people's backs and, 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 and saying this and that about people and stirring up stuff behind people's back, the fire will begin to die down if you will stop gossiping and slandering people. It's not biblical. We got we to gotta ensure our communication aligns with the Bible. Here's the third. Build people up with your communication. Make it your goal to build people up instead of tearing people down. And there's two or three of you. You think it's your spiritual gift to tear people down and to be negative. But I can't find that in the list of spiritual gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So what do we want to do? We want to be life-giving by building others up instead of life-draining by tearing others down. You have a choice. You can put gasoline on the fire by tearing others down, or you can put water on the fire by building others up. Here's the fourth. Here's the fourth one. Here's the fourth one. Be a person of peace. It's biblical. Be a person of peace. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And you can't always have peace in every single relationship. But don't make it be because of your behavior and your actions. I don't have peace in all of my relationships. I would like to, but I can't control other people's behavior and actions. I can't control their responses. I, I, can't, I can't control it. And there are some people that just, it almost seems impossible to have peace with them because of their behavior. But as far as it depends on me, I'm not putting gasoline on the fire. I'm trying to put water on the fire. I'm trying to have peace with you. I'm trying to make this relationship work. But I can only do my part. But as far as it depends on me, I'm going to be a person that pursues peace. I'm going to pursue peace because it's biblical. Let's review, let's review, let's review, let's review. I, I want this to sink in. I want us to apply this. I, I want our relationships to change because of our communication. B, begin with me. Bridge. The R, relationship is my win. I, initiate asking for forgiveness. D, Discover where people are. G, grow in my communication. E, ensure my communication aligns with the Bible. And I'll take you back to the key verse of this message, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life, you want to bless life, and to see many happy days, many good days in your life and your relationships, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies because the quality of your communication will determine the quality of your life 
and your relationships. Heavenly Father, thanks for your word today. Thanks for speaking to us. Oh, God, I thank you that you're working in our hearts and working in our lives right now. Oh, God, I thank you for the wonderful, loving conviction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to grow in communication. Help us to be people that don't put gasoline on the fire, but put water on the fire. Help us to be people that don't build barriers with our communication, but we build bridges. Lord, heal relationships. Help communication. In Jesus' name I pray. His eyes are closed and heads are still bowed at every location. And I realize some of you today, you have fires in your life everywhere. Your personal life, and your relationships, in your habits, in your thinking. It's just fires everywhere because your life is not surrendered to Jesus and and just fire, I remember that just fires in my life everywhere fires and I would try to seek a thrill or seek a relationship or seek after this girl I just seek just seeking if I had a friendship like this if I could just be really good at sports I, I was seeking and yet still empty on the inside and today that's some of you today and your your fires everywhere and it's because Jesus is not the Lord of your life. And today I want you to give your life to him, surrender to him, say yes to him. Let him wash away your sins today. Some of you, you need to rededicate your life back to the Lord. You've been doing your own thing, living your own way. There's fires in your life and fires of addiction and fires of sex and fires of lying and fires of greed and fires have broken out in your relationships. And today is the day to come back home and to give Jesus Christ your life and get your relationship right with him then he'll help you with your relationship with others. Yeah, as I count to three, if that's you, would you shoot your hand high in the air? You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord. There's fires in your life, and you want forgiveness today that can only come from Jesus. Just shoot your hand up high. One, two, three. Just lift it high today. Say, Pastor, that's me today. I want my sins forgiven. Thank you so much. Others today, just lift it high. See your hand. Thank you. Others, see your hand. Thank you. Others today, just lift it high today. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest, Indianapolis. Ladies at Mabel Bassett, just slip it up high. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be made right with God today, even online right now you click the raise your hand button or just write yes in the chat line is there somebody else today you need your sins to be forgiven you want to be made right with God you want to come home today and have your sins forgiven is there someone else today that's it so awesome so awesome I'm gonna ask every hand that's raised to pray this prayer with me and as you pray it can I tell you God is so kind and he's so loving he's so forgiving he's gonna wash away your sins and you're going to be made right with Jesus. Would you pray that prayer right with me in your seat, online, wherever you are? Pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I turn away from sin, and I turn my life over to Jesus. I believe he's the Son of God. He died on the cross. He rose again for my sins to be forgiven. I receive his grace, his mercy, and his love, and I thank you that my sins are forgiven, and I'm made right with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.